When did it become incorrect to speak the truth about life and death? When your life gave us all eternity Even if it gets me Alright guys, we are gonna get started I'll now I wanna welcome everyone to the church My name is Justin, is to love God and neighbor one household at a time. We are a group of ordinary people who believe in the extraordinary message of Jesus Christ. What your story, we're glad you're today. We're all the way from the San Fernando Valley, Dr. Jerry Sugarman, elder in our family of churches, and today called Five Young Men. He's going to be focusing on Daniel, his three friends, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and of course, King David. But before we get started, we're going to do something new to Wade with us, and he's going to just sing a song for us. Uh, Peter comes up with a song. I'll come back. We'll say a prayer, and then we'll have Jerry come and join us. Preach right. to us. Let's start things off with a song. Urge my soul and let us journey on. For the night is dark, and I am far from home. Well, thanks, God, the morning light Encourage my soul, and let us yawn. For the night is dark, and I am far from home. Well, thanks be to God, the morning light appears. Well, the storm passing over, oh, is passing over. Well, the storm passing over, hallelujah. Oh, your storm is passing over. Oh, the storm is passing over, over. The storm is being over, hallelujah. Well, Hallelujah, 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 the storm is passing over, well, the passing over, over, the storm is passing over, hallelujah, well, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, the storm. Oh, you know the storm is passing over. Oh, the storm is passing over. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, the storm is passing over, 
Well, the storm is passing over. Well, the storm is passing over. Hallelujah. Wow, that just felt really good. It is hard to imagine, but what has it been since we've actually heard singing in person? Wow, that just... Thank you, Peter. So as I said at the beginning, we have uh, an elder in our family of churches, Dr. Jerry Sugarman. He's going to be with us today. I'm really looking forward So uh, for those of you that don't know Jerry, I've known him my entire Christian life, all the way back to 1991. Uh, one of the first events I came out to as, as a young person invited out to the church was a potato bar at his house. And we had a great time. And the potatoes were that good. I stuck around for the past for almost 30 years now. So I want to say for uh, being so hospitable, man of faith, and a, just a, a, a real positive influence for so many years. Hearing you speak to us today. So without further ado, Sugarman, when he's done, I'll come back, lead our thoughts and about Dr. Jerry. Hey. Good morning. Oh my goodness. It's good to see everyone. It's like, it's been forever. At least it feels that way. Already to have hugs or elbows or whatever. It just feels good. And uh, I am so glad that uh, you guys have you know, like Joe and Lynette, they're doing something here that's very special. And I don't want you guys to take it for granted. It has blessed you. And it's very, very, very special. In fact, if you don't mind, picture of it. I got you on panel, so don't move. <laughs> and what I'll do, I'll start and I'll get the whole thing, okay? <laughs> Ready? Here we go. Stand still. Stand still. Come on, bro. Come on, come on. Okay, okay. It's happening. Yes. It's it. There it goes. I think I got it. <laughs> Let's see. I thought I got everyone. Uh, I did. I did. Hey, it's kind of funny. You know how it is when you do panos. They, they spread everything around. Okay, well, you know, I was asked to share, and there, these are crazy times, and so to speak about, but something struck my heart just a few days ago, not actually more than a few days, a few weeks ago, and I uh, did a study in um, Daniel, and I did a study in First Samuel, and um, I came across five crazy young Men. And um, how many know the names of the friends of Daniel in the book of Daniel? Say it. Speak. Just shout it out. You know what? That is their names. That's their Babylonian names. Uh, do we know the Hebrew names? Okay, the Hebrew names. Hananiah, Michelle, Azariah. Okay, we'll, we'll talk about that in a few minutes here. But before I read from Daniel chapter 3, and later on I'll read from 1 Samuel uh, chapter 17, let's pray because we want God's Spirit to really lead us and to bring forth uh, 
things that he has on his heart, not what I have in my head, what he has on his heart. So let's pray, okay? Father, thank you so much for this time, and I thank you for the body that is so precious. Lord, you died for each one of us. You hung on the cross. It must have been not only agony, but worth it. <laughs> I really do. I hope we live up to that worth because, Lord, uh, your, your church is a diamond. And we may be a diamond in the rough, but we're, we're a diamond in your eyes. And all I got to say is thank you for loving us. Just, just flat out thank you. And in the end, Lord, as we look at these passages, please help us see some things. Help us to pick out the points that would encourage us and have us see me valley a lot different. Have, it, have the church grow, Lord. More and more people know who you are and honor you in life. Help me, Lord, my brothers and sisters, things that have been on my heart for a while. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. Well, the passage, as I mentioned before, the first passage will be in Daniel chapter 3. So, you know, if you scroll it, I'll start in verse 13, but I'll uh, pick selected verses throughout this passage. Okay. And is this. Babylon, the, the, the greatest, most powerful man in the whole wide world at that time, had conquered everything in the civil, civilized world, wanted people to worship him, and he built a statue. And um, it was a devised schemes, people in government, to tap the Jewish people who had positions. Um, and it turned out that Three, and the Bible calls them young men. Three young men. There were actually four of them, you know, Daniel being one of them. But at the, in this passage, I'll the three of them. But they all had convictions that were very amazing. And we all have Bible stories about them. Uh, we all grow up on it. But in this passage here, these men are brought before Nebuchadnezzar. And I'll start in verse 13. And it says, Fury. Nebuchadnezzar, Meshach, and Nebuchadnezzar. So these men were brought before the king. And Nebuchadnezzar said to them, Is it true, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that you do God or worship the image of the gold that I have set up? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego replied to him, King Nebuchadnezzar, we do not need to defend ourselves before you in this matter. If we are thrown into the blazing furnace, and that was the punishment for anyone who wasn't worshiping at you, the God will deliver us from it, and he will deliver us from your majesty's hand. But even if he does not, we want you to know, majesty, that we will not serve your gods or worship the image of gold you have set up. Then Nebuchadnezzar said, he got mad and he threw him into the and lo and behold, there appeared a fourth figure in there. There were three men that were thrown in. Uh, by the way, the heat of the fire was so hot, it had thrown them in. But they were walking around as if nothing had happened. And when they were brought out, there wasn't even the smell of smoke on them. And you guys know what the smell of smoke is. We in California smell like smoke. For the last few months, we smelled like smoke. 
you know, not have that. And Nebuchadnezzar was struck by this. And he goes, praise God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who has sent his angel and rescued his servants. They trusted in him and defy the king's command and were willing to give up their lives rather than serve or worship any god except their own god. Therefore, I decree that the people of any nation or language who say anything against the god of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego be cut into pieces and they're turned into piles of rubble, for no other god can save in this way. Then the king promoted Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the province of Babylon. Oh my, what a neat story. What a neat story. But I remember a time I was looking up uh, pictures and uh, albums in uh, my father's house. And uh, he had old black and white picture. I know, what's a black and white picture? An old black and white picture, you know. And um, across a gray envelope. It was uh, a normal size envelope. But on the face of it, it had Gerald. And it spelled G-E-R-E, and there was a line crossed through it. And then underneath that, there was a name, Gerald, J-E-R-R-O-L-D, which is my, my and the line crossed through it. Then, and then said Gerald the other way, four times. I said, what in the world is this? And I went to my dad and said, Dad, what is this? And he said, oh, boy, when you were having your breath, you know, circumcision, uh, when you were having that days old, we were arguing how to. I wanted your name with a G, with warrior. I wanted a J, which means peacemaker. Yeah. My dad, of all people, wanted me to be a peacemaker. You know, my, if you guys know my dad. He's fiery. I mean, he's not afraid to confront anytime. And he, he speaks out and he's. He's my zeal. He will put to, to, to uh, shame some young people who supposedly are zealous for the Lord. He's that type of person. And he's 91 years old. And he had a day as he did back then. Okay? And uh, he has Bible studies. He, has, he had 400 Bible studies uh, about three weeks ago. He's on the Internet. He's, he's discovered the Internet. 91-year-old Internet freak. And, and he has this Bible study going on. And he had, last time I talked to him, he had 15,000 contacts out of that Bible study. So he wanted a peacemaker. I'm glad he did. I'm glad of all the people in the world that name me, of course, my dad. But of us have two names. We all do. We have names that God wants us to be, names that culture wants us to be, or the world, or our reputation. You know, Meshach and Shadrach, uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were given Babylonian names. Shadrach means the command of Aku. Compared it to his Hebrew name, which is in the first chapter of Daniel, Hananiah, that means the grace of the Lord. So you can see culture wanted it to be 180 degrees different. Meshach means I will do whatever Aku wants. Now, Aku is the moon nasty deity. It's something I wouldn't want anyone to worship. But Meshiel, 
means I'll do whatever God Abednego means the slave of Nabu. Now, Nabu is another deity, a Babylonian deity. Not as bad, not, not as bad as Aku, but nonetheless, I, I, not anything I would aspire to. But Abednego's Hebrew name was Azariah. Lord helps. So he, he was, his reputation as it would be slave of Nabu, but according to He's helped by God. You know, again, 180 degrees difference. And these guys knew that. They knew it. They're going to let their culture dictate to them who they were. Even Ain. Wow. How, for each of us as Christians, we are called by God to do something here. But let, let me, before I get into that, what our calling is, let me uh, read another passage. Because these men, the, the Bible says in Daniel chapter 1 that they were young men. And the word there meant pre In other words, these from sixth graders or at the moment high school. Do we have any people that are in that age group here? Do we have anyone? There you go. Can you imagine being thrown into a fiery furnace? Okay, keep that in mind. Keep that in mind. Because God is calling you to that. Okay, he is. He's actually, and if a sixth grader or a is called to do that, what are we called to? Okay. But let me read the passage from 1 Samuel. Because I like these guys. Because the same word that was used, these three, four guys, actually Daniel's included, was used for, well, he wasn't even a king at the time. At the time that he was anointed king, he was a, quote, young man. And with the Hebrew word meaning he's not even at the age of puberty. Okay. And let me read what the Bible says about him. And this is from Daniel, uh, Daniel, Samuel, Chapter 17, 1 Samuel chapter 17. I'll start in verse 45 and go through 47. Oh, let me frame it for you. This is David. Know that story, right? We had Goliath, a nine foot tall, just giving the Jews a heart in the alley, and he would call out to them and call them, you know, yellow, yellow belly cowards. And he would defame the name of our God. Heard that, and here he was. He, he, he heard it because he was delivering food to the warriors. The warriors who were cowering, who were afraid, who were just, they were yellow belly chicken people. They were the soldiers' brothers. You know, and, and David basically is the runt of the litter. He's, he's a small guy. He, he was a shepherd boy. He was told by his dad to, to his brothers. He came to the to the other side of the valley where the, the Jewish warriors were, he heard Goliath. And, and by the way, um, he, a young guy, a young man, not even a freshman, said this. You have come against me with some spear and javelin, but I come against you. In the name of the Lord Almighty, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defiled. 
This day the Lord will deliver you into my hands, and I will strike your strike you down and cut off your head. And this very day I will give the carcasses of the Philistine army to the wild animals, and the whole world will know that there is a God. And all those gathered that is not by the sword or spear that the Lord saves, for the battle is the Lord's, and he will give all of you into our hands. This is a young man. Just like the young men in Babylon. Fearless. Oh, my goodness. I mean, does that inspire you or what? I know we're trained on this stuff from childhood, but as an adult, listen to those words. Take them in. Open up your hearts. You know, David, you know, King Saul was with his armor. And, he, you know, it must have been too big. It must have been, you know, you know. He had his own stone that he was going to go against this giant with. He had his own weapon. He may have been the runt of the lyric, but he knew what God's name was for him. And he stood up against a nine-foot-tall Philistine giant and killed him, just like the prophecy says here. So what I want us to do right now, right as we're thinking about these young men who weren't even full-grown, Realized they had convictions. They had convictions that conquered their world. And us, as us, they ourselves, and we're not chicken, little, chicken, yellow, belly, livered, whatever. We're not those type people. We want to be like these young men. And I want us to have convictions that conquer the world just like them. Okay, let me give you three convictions. Okay, one, you are here an act of God. It's not by accident you're sitting out here taking these words. Maybe you're visiting, I don't know, maybe you're visiting for the first time. It wasn't an accident. Here, act of God and his calling of you into the kingdom and into the battle is not an accident. And he delivered the victory. And we can't forget that. These five men, Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, Azariah, and David, saw God. They knew he was around. They felt it. They knew it. They even had convictions about what he was going to do. They knew that. And you guys are no different. I believe that. I believe you have two names, and one of them is what God wants you to be. Okay, and that's the name I want you to okay. The other Don't give your culture to enslave you. These guys had that. You know, they were even named slave of Naboo. You know, they were even, that's what their culture was trying to do to them, enslave them. But they didn't give permission for that. And they weren't afraid of the consequence. Okay. You know, the thing that amazes me when I look at these guys, especially uh, the Babylonian uh, scene, is that they conquered a king, powerful. His word was everything. You know, 
because they believed there was a king that was bigger than, better than, than him. And he converted, maybe not all the way. He got the idea who God was. And, and for a moment there, he was humble enough to say some things rightly about God. Okay. They converted him. You know, uh, Gandhi once said, I will stand on my convictions, even if it means my dead death. Well, you know, how would that ensure a victory if there's an enemy who's trying to conquer you? And he says, well, they had to get rid of my dead body then. You know, he says, I'm going to stand on my convictions no matter what. And um, that's the type of people that these guys were, even as kids, even as kids. Uh, one of the things I think that means for us in an age in which there's nothing but Zoom going on, there's more than just Zoom. But I don't mind Zoom. I think Zoom is opening up the door for us. You know, if a 91-year-old guy has discovered the Internet, what about you guys who are a little bit more IT savvy than him? You know, Bible studies on the Internet. I know I have Bible studies on the internet. I had one this morning with a guy in Spain. I have another one with some relatives. Now, here's a good place to start. If you say, well, I'm not meeting anyone. Well, family. My nephew, I'm studying with my nephew, and I'm going to hook him up with some disciples where he which is not here. But with the internet, you can study any. You know, start with that, guys. Don't give the culture permission to keep you in the four walls of your room. You can bust out of that. You have a God that's way bigger than that. And you're capable, most of you are capable of doing some things. The only thing is that you've got to live up to the name God has given you. Has given you. The culture is giving us this name. You know. I, I'm in favor of good stewardship, okay? So those of us who are vulnerable, okay, stay sheltered. Do what you're supposed to do in terms of stewardship. But even then, with, with the Internet, you can do anything. And your God can help you do anything. Okay, the, the third thing I want us to have today. Do not underestimate what God is capable of. And that's the thing, that's probably why as many miracles as we should. God. We look at ourselves. We don't look at him. But that's not what these guys did. I mean, a fent got his and his army defeated because of one young had a stone. He had his own stone that God gave him and he threw it. He conquered that. And then Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, says there is a God in heaven. He said that. You know? Um, I remember when Tiger Woods had his uh, breakdown. You know, he was the greatest golfer in the whole wide world. And then his life went haywire. I remember one of the uh, church. I, I won't say his name. He wouldn't want me to tell it. He actually sent him out a message said that he's always appreciated him and knew that he was a great golfer, but he knew that he needed help, and he was offering his service that. He wrote to Tiger Woods. Now, did Tiger Woods answer him? With a yes. But at least he was out there. And 
There was a, a person, uh, Ralph Drollinger. Does anyone know who Ralph Drollinger is? He played uh, in UCLA basketball. He was on two national teams. He was a seven-foot-tall guy, but he wasn't their main man. You know, Jabbar was and a few of the other guys. But uh, he graduated. He was always a really nice guy. And he became convicted that he needed to write to the politicians in the world to to offer them um, the uh, the advice. He did. He studies with Trump. Now you may argue the fact listen to that or not. That's another story. But the point I'm making, the point I'm making is, and I would challenge you guys. Um, are you writing to these people? Are you telling them you're praying about them? Uh, I, what I do is I, I, one that I, I had the most contention with, you know, that drives me crazy, and I write to them and offer them to study the Bible and tell them at least that I'm praying for them. Okay? And I, I challenge you to, to get writing and doing things like that. You don't know what God can do. You know, if a guy did that and had ended up with three Bible studies with the president of the United States, what can you do? It's not present, but maybe there's other people. Maybe there's other people and God is calling you to. You don't know. You don't underestimate our God. Now, guys, I want to lay these things in your lap. Because here we are. We're sitting out here. It's really a kind of a fellowship. I've already felt, you know, my heart, and you guys loved up on me and did a really good job, even in the midst of all this. You showed me, you know, what it means to uh, be loving people of God. I challenge you to the name God has given you. Don't succumb to the name that the culture is giving you. Amen? Joe, I'm done. I'll be on my knees with my hands lifted If serving you's against the law